0: previously on the Skip and Josh Sports Show. But I mean, they have a really good team. They do have a really good team. I don't think they need to
1: blow up the team. They need to just fix the team. I'm glad you said they have a really good team because... Well,
2: they have the first overall, like, basically top three or four team in the NHL the last, like, five years, right? If their
1: GM called up the Canadian's GM and said, I'll trade you my entire team for your entire team, (laughs) I would do it in a heartbeat. The
0: The Skip and Josh Sports Show is on now.
1: Good morning, Skippy. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm doing also very good. Um, a little sore. I played goalie uh, in ball hockey this week. I what? Haven't played... Yeah, I haven't played goalie in ball hockey in over 25 years, so it wasn't very good this week. Like I let in a lot of goals, and I'm very sore right now.
2: Wow. I'm sorry to hear that.
1: That's okay. I mean, it was. Uh, I-, I wanted to try it, and our goalie was missing, so right. uh, so I played.
2: You need a call like that. One eight eight eight. Rent a goalie.
1: You know, I've tried that, actually. There's, yeah. It's not it's not so much a phone number, but an email address, and, and you can... Uh, They'll bring you, you a goalie. Can... Well, I mean, you have to pay for it, obviously. Yeah. Um. So sometimes, when once when we were really desperate, we did that. It's not cheap.
2: No, I'm sure it's not. Another week's gone by, and uh, didn't speak to you the whole week.
1: Yeah, which is good, because, you know, that way we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. I texted and you, actually... and,
2: and you didn't write back, and I was getting worried, because it's usually me that doesn't write back, and, and so...
1: Well, well, the reason I told I'll, I'll I tell know you told me You're, you yeah I, I so texted you at the you, wrong time. You texted times. me while I was playing hockey, and the game my games end late, and then I got to drive home. A couple of guys that I play with, and by the time I get home, it's even later. I'm tired and I'm hungry. I just want to eat and sleep. So this is why I didn't respond to your right. uh, text till the next day. Right. But um. So what's but there's something that week? I didn't I didn't mention last week. We recorded in person. Mm-hmm. I was all thrown off by the fact that you were sitting right next to me. That I forgot to mention something. Go for it. So this is old news, but I want to mention it now. When when your favorite team gets eliminated from the playoffs, mm-hmm. everyone's going to have a different answer to this question. I'm curious to know what your answer is. So when your favorite team gets eliminated, the team that eliminated your team, do you want them to lose right away because you don't like them? Or do you want them to win the championship so that you can say your team, theoretically, was the second best team in the league because they lost to the eventual champions?
2: Now, you think this is just a random question. And that I might might have an answer or might not have an answer, but I've thought about this question for my whole life. <laughs> okay, and I I, 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 I don't didn't, think... I didn't tell you in advance that no, I'd be asking you. This. No, and f- for me, I know I know people that will always say, "Oh, I want I'd rather say my team lost to the champion." That like we can say we lost to the champion. You know, like so Canadians fans were like, "Oh, let's hope the Rangers go all the way now, so we can say we lost to the Rangers." Right, right. but. Um, me personally, no, Uh, maybe, maybe I, that thought comes into my head, like what, like for like a day or or a few hours. I'm like, yeah, let's lose. Let's, let's hope that the team that beat us, you know, goes all the way. But then the thing is, as the other series is unfold, you're like, uh, me personally, I, I could switch allegiances based on something I see in the series, a player that I like, you know? So like, I don't know. I think it all depends, you know, I I don't think there's like, for me personally, it's that's, I don't care about that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for whoever I feel like. Okay. I
1: I don't, I don't really have a preference one way or the other. Like I wasn't rooting for the Rangers to go far and the fact that they lost, I'm not upset, but Mm -hmm. if they'd won, I wouldn't be upset either. Right. Um, but the reason I ask is because, you know, as, as I just mentioned, if the Rangers had gone on, then in theory, you know, you could say, oh, well, the Canadians lost to them in six games. And so you could say that, you know, oh, the Canadians lost, but they lost to the Stanley Cup champs. Yeah. But now, now that the Rangers lost in the very next round and Ottawa beat them, I think it magnifies how bad a season the Canadians had. Well, they had a
2: good season. They just had a bad playoff.
1: Right. So, so sorry, it magnifies how bad a playoffs they had. yeah. So, well, I mean,
2: it, look, I don't know any Canadians fans that are cheering for Ottawa. I, like, personally, I can't stand Ottawa. Um, I don't know if you saw an article recently. I free, It was on one of the bigger websites, TSN or Sportsnet, like, is Guy Boucher ruining hockey? Um, you well, can look, oh, I mean, yeah.
1: What's the difference between Ottawa of this year and the Devils of,
2: like, you know, 15 years ago? I agree. I mean, look, the rules are the rules. Like, he's not doing anything wrong. He's playing defensive hockey. You know, if that's what he thinks is going to win games, then that's his right to do, you know? And he's not hes not being paid to, like, hey, let's score as many goals as we can, you know? By the way, what's
1: the difference between Guy Boucher and Michel Terrier and Claude Julien? Not much.
2: It's the same thing. Everyone, Julien got hired and everyone thought, oh, the Habs, they're going to get a coach. They're going to play... He plays more defensive than Terry Hang, you know right. like so
1: I mean So they... so if you don't like Guy e. Boucher, that's fine. Don't like him or love him or whatever. Yeah, do you yeah. do what you want? But yeah. I mean there's no difference. It's it, no it, the
2: difference is he's very extreme in his strategy than that like you'll see off off in Ottawa with no four check. None. Zero. Right? They are all five guys are in the neutral zone. All five. So that's his strategy. And if you don't like his strategy, come up with a way to beat it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean Yeah. It's all it's all with like what players do you have to work with? Yeah. They don't have they don't have Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane or Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin. They don't have those guys. Yeah. So they can't play a, a, no. a wide open style. They have logic. a
2: well balanced offense. I think they have a, quite a many scorers. To be honest, they have a lot of scorers. They scoring. don't really
1: have any one forward that scares me. No no, scared, no, 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 no. I Carlson. agree.
2: I agree. They don't have one forward that scares you, but they have a bunch of good forwards. You know, Hoffman, Ryan, Turis, um Yeah, it's
1: like, similar like, to the Rangers yeah, actually. Yeah. They
2: they they come at you. You know, they have a, and now obviously this is a guy. You know, like they're getting scoring from all the lines and 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 you know carlson is carlson i think is opening a lot of people's eyes to how great he is but and he's and he's playing hurt so if
1: he oh, was yeah. healthy he'd be
2: even better i think everyone's playing hurt to a certain extent but oh for sure i mean look the penguins that their their blue line is completely decimated they, yeah, they have i can't no... believe
1: the penguins are still around
2: yeah and they look they won last night so the series is tied up to two. It'll probably go seven and and we'll see what happens there. I, I like the big story this week was, you know, is Fleury gonna play Nets or go, are they gonna come back with Matt Murray? And I'm glad
1: you brought that up.
2: Yeah. I mean they came back with Murray. They came back with Matt Murray and they won the game. I mean, I don't think he they won I I don't think they won because of him. Last no, night. the
1: difference the difference between Matt Murray and Marc Andre Fleury is negligible if they were on different teams, they'd both be number one goalies on their respective teams. Yeah. And, and as you saw last year, the Penguins won the cup with Matt Murray, but they also won the cup a few years ago with, with Fleury. Yeah. And I mean, Fleury had one bad game. So I wouldn't have been surprised if they came back with Fleury. He had one bad game in which, by the way, not all the goals were his fault. Right. The, the Penguins as a team played awful in the first period, two games ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, you have the luxury of having two number one goalies on your team. You can't go wrong with either one that you're going to play, and 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 I don't think that is the deciding factor, because either one was going to have played well. The question was, would the Penguins be able to score any goals? And yeah, Yesterday they, they did. Got, yeah,
2: yesterday they did. Right. So, like you said, like I said, it's going to go seven, and I don't know who are you cheering for. Like I'm not cheering for Ottawa. I don't like them.
1: The thing is, I don't really like Ottawa, but. The Penguins won the Cup last year, and I don't like to see the same team win the Cup over and over again. Right. Plus, I would like there to be a Canadian team in the finals.
2: Okay, I can can understand that. I think a lot of people in Canada are cheering for Ottawa just because they want a Canadian team to keep going. But, you know, if you're a Senators fan, uh, why don't you try going to a game? I mean, the games are still not sold out.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not a fan, and I'm not going to make it. It's
2: embarrassing for Ottawa. The games are not sold out. We talked about it at the beginning of the playoffs, and it's continuing. It's... I don't know if they've outpriced themselves or fans a, are just apathetic. A, there, I'm not sure.
1: It's a surprise. It's definitely a surprise to me. Yeah, I'm like you. Obviously, wouldn't see that in in Montreal or Toronto or I Edmonton. don't think you'd see it anywhere. You're
2: not seeing it in you're not seeing it in Nashville.
1: Yeah, Nashville you're right. Is, I don't know.
2: Nashville is like the building is rocking. You know, I don't I don't know if the fans understand anything what's going on, but the building's full.
1: <laughs> now, by the way, speaking of Ottawa and ticket sales and fans, yeah. This year, the uh, the Grey Cup's going to be in Ottawa. Okay. And actually, um, they're almost sold out. Even though the, the CFL season hasn't even begun yet, the uh, the Grey Cup's almost sold out. Wow. Which is good news for the CFL because last year, the
2: Grey Cup was in Toronto and they had to give away tickets. But you often told me that the Grey Cup is attended by um, fans from all over the country, right? It is. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
1: And sometimes they don't decide that they're going until they find out if their team is in it. Right. Right. But and and the Grey Cup is often sold out, you know, around the time that the season starts, around Canada Day, yeah, you know, somewhere around there is when the Grey Cup gets sold out, even before anyone knows who's going to be in the game, right? Um, but last year, it was you know a month before the game, and there were tons of seats unsold, tons of tickets unsold, and they had to give away free tickets. Oh, that's interesting. Because they didn't want the building to look empty. Yeah, sure, sure. But that's a Toronto thing. I mean, there's there's so many other things going on in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto people you know, CFL football is like 17th on their list of priorities.
2: Sure, sure. So, so are, have you been watching, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Ottawa series. Have you been watching Nashville and Anaheim? I've been watching a bit, and I want I want Nashville to win that series because,
1: well, A, they've never been to the finals, mm-hmm. and B, I'm tired of Anaheim. Like, And I don't like Ryan
2: Kessler. I, he just annoys me. It's funny because there's a lot of people that feel so strongly about Kessler. Um, he's, he's certainly like... Public enemy number one, you know, for a lot of a lot of uh, opposition teams. Like he's he's just a jerk, right? Like, he's he's, yeah, he's a bleep disturber. He is, and I mean, am I allowed to say that on uh, on the air? Well, I mean, you can say whatever you want. It's our show. (laughs) (laughs) But the um, so you heard Ryan Johansson's out now, right? Yeah, I know that's upsetting. So I think they are in trouble. He's a big part of Nashville's team, but I mean, certainly i mean the team's not built around him they, they can overcome it but it's it's going to be that much harder and i mean ryan getzlaff is playing as much as eric carlson is dominating the eastern conference playoffs uh getzlaff's is dominating the the western conference right?
1: and that shouldn't be a surprise i mean getzlaff's been one of the top players in the in the league for for a decade now, yeah, yeah right? no, it shouldn't I mean, he's, be a surprise. He's always he's on just... team canada so yeah. you
2: know i'm not stunned that he's having a good series yeah you know, the one thing I wanted to talk about of the whole playoffs is, um, once again, um, we are kind of ahead of the game in terms of, like, seeing things that are happening and commenting on them way before you start hearing about it on the mainstream TV and radio. Yes, and, we
1: are. I think I know what you're going to say, but I go mean, ahead.
2: I've been on this since the beginning of the playoffs. There's no calls. They are There okay. are no penalty calls. And now, this week... All you heard about was, what about, how come the refing, the officiating, how come there's no calls? And then both teams in the um, Anaheim-Nashville game, you saw them actually right in the referee's face complaining about it, right? And I think the players are really frustrated, you know, because the other game, um, I forget what game it was. It was the Anaheim, and someone took a penalty in the last two minutes, and Nashville scored to tie it up. And Mm -hmm. it was like a penalty that's like, you know, a hooking or a holding like, that the refs let go 600 times throughout the game, and all of a sudden, the last two minutes, they decide to call it. Right. So that's what's really frustrating. But if they would just call call things, the players would know what they can and can't get away with. Otherwise, just don't have refs, you know?
1: Yeah, and then on the other side of that coin, yesterday in the uh, Ottawa game... Yeah. Um. So there was a play where um, I think it was... Uh, Tourists. Yeah. He got high sticked. Yeah. And they didn't call it.
2: There's high sticking all the time that they don't call.
1: Well, in fairness, I don't think the ref saw it, but yeah. okay, whatever. And then, like a minute later, Phil Kessel pretends that he got high stick, yeah. like his
2: head jerked back. And they call as, it.
1: And they call yeah. it, but yeah. he didn't actually get high sticked. Yeah. Because he did a good job of acting.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it's easy to criticize the refs because, look, hockey's extremely fast.
1: Right. And we get the benefit of watching And it's play. extremely
2: physical. So they do have to, I mean, they could make, they could call a penalty every minute, right? For sure. They could call a penalty every minute. Something's going on as much as like, you know, like I, when the NFL season was going on, you know how much I hate the Seattle Seahawks because I feel they're a cheater team Mm -hmm. because they, they are, their defensive backs have pass interference or uh, defensive holding almost on every play. And they dare the refs to call them and you know the refs don't want to make a call on every single play so they end up getting away with a lot of stuff and the same thing is sort of going on here in the NHL playoffs but not with any like strategy involved it's just that like the play is so physical that it, it it's it's out of control at this point
1: you know yeah i don't know what i don't know what to do about it i don't But you to know at the is. same
2: time you know in the NFL in the Super Bowl in overtime there's a pass interference call that essentially decided the game, you know? And it was a correct call. You know, a guy standing in front of the net about the score, they smash him over, a cross-check to the back, the guy could go flying, and you don't know if there's going to be a call, right?
1: No, you don't. The, the chances maybe, are there is maybe, no call. And maybe in the Stanley Cup Finals, maybe the refing will be different, although I doubt it. No, it won't. I,
2: I feel that they put away their whistles even more as this, as the series go. So, like, I, I, I don't want to come off like I'm whining and complaining about it, but... Like I told you, like, I just feel that, like, we're not watching the same sport as we saw in the regular season. And the premium is on physical play and not on skill. You're 100% right. You know, and and I like to watch hockey for both. I like the physical play and I like the skill, but there's got to be both, you know?
1: Did you notice, still on hockey, but not about the playoffs, did you notice that there was a story about where next year's NHL All-Star game well, is going to be? Well, that was
2: the other thing I wanted to say. So, you know, a few weeks ago, you're the one that pointed out to me. Like, I read, I'm on top of everything, you know? I I, I feel that I'm extremely knowledgeable about stuff, and then you're the one that pointed out to me, the NHL hasn't announced where the All-Star game is. And I'm like, wow. whoa. I looked it up after we had recorded that day. I'm like, wow, Josh is on top of this, you know, like he's all over this. And I heard I heard them talking about it on one radio show um, just shortly after. But really, no one else is talking about it. You know, Mm. it's 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 like a non story, maybe because the playoffs are distracting people. Right. But. But it's certainly like anybody who's talking about Team Canada going to the Olympics, not Team Canada, the NHL players going to the Olympics needs to realize that the NHL hasn't announced an All-Star game yet, which means the door is still open, right?
1: Right, because by now, normally they would have already announced where the game is, even though the schedule usually doesn't come out until after the playoffs. Right, right. But they would have announced the All-Star game, which they haven't done. And now rumor has it that it's going to be in Tampa.
2: Right. So, I mean, when they announced that there is an all-star game, then I'll believe that the NHL players are not going to the Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I, look, I want the NHL players to go to the Olympics. And I don't know, was it last week or the week before you asked me what was the best hockey that we've ever seen? You know, yeah. and, and it's the Olympics. Yeah, You for know, sure. that's the best hockey. There's no, there's no goals.
1: The and never mind that. Just in a regular game. Yeah. After every single whistle, a regular season game, like in the middle of the season, after every whistle, pushing and shoving, and they have to break them up, and then by the time the face-off happens, but an Olympic game, it goes so much quicker, because there's none of that stuff.
2: Yeah, it's so true. So true.
1: By the way, speaking of which, right now, as we're recording, Canada and Russia are playing in the semifinals of the World Hockey Championships, which I know everyone except for us is watching.
2: (laughs) Have you watched it? Have you watched some of the games, or
1: um, you know, if I happen to be in front of a TV again, the games sometimes are at six in the morning or two in yeah. the afternoon, so yeah. yeah, it's not easy to to watch. But um, but like there there are TVs where I work, and so if the if the if if the game's on and the TV and I happen to be next to a TV, I'll yeah, I'll glance at it for a minute or two just to see what the score is.
2: We have a really dedicated listener in France, Phil, mm-hmm. and um, he he went to the game uh, this week. Canada versus Finland. So I asked him about it and he told me uh, oh it was lots of fun Canada won and everything. He says the French, you know, obviously they don't know anything about hockey. <laughs> so he says you no know Cristobal Huey is on the French team. Yeah, he says but you know it's like the game when the when the attendant like the the fans in the building really don't know anything about hockey. It's just a big party and like the organizers of the event are really trying to make it into a fun family thing and he says that they did a really good job in in paris of promoting the event and getting people to come and he he thinks it was a success so okay good yeah
0: check out the skip and josh sports show on twitter you know that little app with the little blue tweety bird yeah you can follow them there at skip and josh
2: So, have you been watching the NBA playoffs?
1: I don't watch the games, mm-hmm. but I do know what the scores are, mm-hmm. and I'm stunned at how dominant Cleveland has been over Boston. It like it's not even a series. It's it's I, embarrassing. I think they doubled. They had double the amount of points after the third quarter yesterday.
2: You know, you know, I'm a big Celtics fan, and I know. I I I was really excited for this series. Like the series against Washington was so exciting and I was really excited to play Cleveland and you know hopefully be competitive, but it's honestly it's men versus boys. It's it's and the Celtics
1: and the Celtics had home court advantage and it oh, didn't make a difference.
2: Look, look, I mean I think at the beginning of the playoffs everyone said that um It was gonna be Golden State versus Cleveland, and that's what it's gonna be, (laughs) right? So friend of the
1: show, friend of the show, Neil, who uh, used to live in Boston, cannot be happy about what's happening in the Celtics. uh, No, of course,
2: but I mean, look, everybody knew who was gonna be in the finals, but I guess teams, fans of the other teams, were hoping for something else. You know as well as I do. There's not a lot of upsets in the NBA, but I mean not a lot of upsets i mean not a lot of upsets is not like i mean i we need like a time machine right now and just fast forward like the, to fast forward like a week to 10 days so we could just get the finals started like there's no well, point speaking, in these games
1: speaking of that this is a what i heard and i don't know uh how how much truth there is to this but the finals are supposed to start on june
2: 1st yes they they're advertising it on tv so the game is scheduled
1: but, but what happens if both Cleveland and Golden State sweep their series? It's so not what in other words, It's
2: like they are going to sweep their series. Okay,
1: so that means both series are going to be done like Monday or Tuesday of next week, which yeah. is in like three days from now. Yeah, then the and then you're telling gonna... me they're not going to start the finals until June 1st. By then, everyone's going to forget that basketball is still going on. It's true. They're going to take
2: a week off. That's the
1: dumbest thing I've ever
2: heard. I don't know. Maybe they'll move it up. But I mean, the NBA usually sticks to their schedule. So I'm not sure. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like you
1: don't want to who wants to wait a week? Yeah. Neither team.
2: No. So back to the Celtics. I I missed the first couple minutes of the game yesterday. I came home, I turned it on, it was 11 to 10 for Cleveland. That was a score. I was oh, like that's I was the, the closest it ever got. Yeah, I was like, "Oh good. the Celtics are in this game. Maybe maybe you'll see some in the entertaining basketball." 2 minutes later, it was 23-10. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this game's over. And then it just got more out of hand. It just kept getting... I mean, look, they're they're overmatched. And... I tuned
1: in at one point, I think it was the third quarter, and it was like, was it 88 to 44?
2: Yeah, well, they Something were winning like by that? 40 at the half. They were winning by 41 points at the half.
1: That's a destruction. Yeah,
2: so, you know, what's interesting right now is that I always find it... I, I found it interesting the last 10 years, the, the way the press treats lebron james because you know he came up he was his superstar then when he went to miami he became like villain number one right like everybody hated him the, the the all you heard about is like lebron everyone it was all negative about lebron how he abandoned cleveland and you know just went to miami and like obviously you know the whole espn uh the decision was like a bad decision for him. Like, I think that's what started all this. And then when he went back to Cleveland, it started to change. They're like, Oh, he's, he's a hometown hero again. And the, the, the press about him was more positive, but right now it's never been more positive about LeBron. Like I've heard stories this week about like LeBron James, like, and, and it's not untrue. He's the best player ever. As far as I'm concerned, he is.
1: Well, I mean, Obviously he's in the conversation and yeah. his numbers his numbers certainly would would uh back up what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, but if you measure it by number of championships, yeah, which well, I don't, no, then you know, he's huh. got a lot of catching up to do.
2: Yeah, well, but if you measure it just by championships, you know, Robert Ory's better than him, you know? So Right. Yeah. But I mean, he's certainly in the conversation, and I, I just find it interesting how how LeBron the villain has switched, and now somehow Steph Seth Curry's the villain. You know, like everybody hates. Right. Dur-
1: if anything, it should be Kevin Durant. Yeah. Not, well, not no, Steph- but I mean,
2: not- Curry and Durant are like are like the the villains now because you know Durant went there and teamed up, and you know they have a super team, and like, well, I, you know that's what it is, you know. <laughs> so. Really,
1: really, Golden State. Should I mean, they are breezing through the playoffs, but they should be breezing through the playoffs, yeah, because they had the best team and then they added one of the top seven players in the league,
2: yeah. No, they should be, and it'll be interesting, like, honestly, it'll be interesting for both teams because neither team has faced any competition yet. Oh, well, I mean, San Antonio with Kawhi really Leonard, because... with Kawhi Leonard, you know, could give them a game, but then they're gonna all of a sudden play, play each other, and it's gonna be like, uh. In nuclear war, you know?
1: Yeah, hopefully it goes
2: seven games. Yeah. I mean, right now, the way LeBron is playing, I don't know how anybody could stop him. So, we'll see. We'll see if Draymond Green might kick him in the nuts. That might be the only way to stop him. (laughs) I don't know, right? That happened last year. Yeah, (laughs) I guess.
0: The Skip and Josh Sports Show is back.
2: So I want to switch gears and talk about baseball a little bit. Baseball? We haven't talked about it much since uh, since our pre- preview show.
1: Well, I don't want to talk about games specifically, but mm-hmm. you know I mentioned how much I like the MLB Network. Right. And so as I watch it more and more, I like it even more. Yeah, it's terrific. So two things that I saw on MLB Network this past week that I really liked. Yeah. One was... Eric Burns is one of their analysts. Eric Burns? Yes, used to be on the uh, Oakland A's. Oakland A's. Oh, my
2: God. Wow, what a blast from the past.
1: So he's one of their analysts. And he's not actually that old, so I'm surprised that he's already retired. But anyway, what I liked about Eric Burns was he agrees with me that this whole... Hitting a batter after he's hit a home run
2: is a joke. Oh, my God. It happened again this week with the stupid Jays.
1: Yeah, it did. And and he thinks it's ridiculous that just because a guy hit a home run or he flipped his bat or he walked around the bases slowly or whatever it was that, that he gets hit next time up, it's ridiculous. And meanwhile, actually, the reason that that Bautista got hit that game was because the game before, um, one of the Jays pitchers hit Freddie Freeman and broke his wrist. Yeah. Yeah which, you know, you hate to see a guy get injured, especially a guy who's hot like that and, and have to miss 10 weeks or whatever he's going to miss. Um, I don't know if it was intentional. I mean, the guy who was pitching for the Jays is a middle reliever and doesn't pitch that often, so I'm not sure if if it was intentional or not. I'm sure he didn't intend on breaking his wrist. Right. Normally, when you hit a guy on purpose, you hit him in the leg or the bum or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, But anyway... I, I just the fact that Eric Burns agrees with me, and I'm sure there are other people out there that agree, I like Eric Burns from
2: now on. It's so the baseball fights are just so ridiculous. Like, oh my God. Yeah. They should I don't know. What what are they gonna do? Pitchers are gonna pitch inside. It's the way it is. The the players just have to be less sensitive,
1: right? The, the only way to stop it is if uh, is if you say that if you hit a guy, you're gone, like yeah. instantly.
2: Well, I think it's more. I, t- I told you last time, they need to have a big fine, like do- yeah, a high yeah. dollar and, amount. And yeah. you're
1: right. And the manager also needs to go.
2: Like we always say, money talks, right? So Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the other thing I like about MLB Network is sometimes they have these like half hour documentaries, kind of like 30 for 30, but they don't call them that. Yeah. And um, this week... They showed one called the Colorful Montreal Expos. It was great.
2: Oh, yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. So it was all about the history of the team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think
1: it's narrated by William Schnatner.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen bits of it.
1: So so I actually recorded it because I uh, didn't have time to watch it live, but I did see two minutes of it and it was great. That's cool. Very cool. So I love the MLB Network.
2: Nice. Very nice.
1: Now, and one other thing about baseball that I want to mention, completely off topic of anything else we've talked about. You were mentioning how you didn't like the officiating in the NHL playoffs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about a million calls in hockey and baseball and football that we've seen in our lifetime that were brutal calls. Right. But one umpire in baseball who has consistently made brutal calls year after year after year is C.B. Buckner. Who is he? you, I, i'm surprised you haven't heard his name if you google him yeah cb buckner it's spelled n-o-r not like bill buckner it's okay different yeah spelling yeah this guy he's brutal <laughs> wow. he, like this week this is what he did this week this is just the most recent one um manny machado was uh, up at bat for baltimore i don't even know who they were playing against it wasn't against the jays and um he checked his swing and the home plate umpire called it a ball. Okay. And sometimes the catcher appeals to yeah. either the first or third base ump yeah. to see if uh if the guy went around. But the catcher didn't even do that because I'm pretty sure the catcher realized that he did, he didn't go around. Right. So unprompted, CB Buckner, who's umping at first base, calls him out. Wow. Machado was livid. And I don't blame him. Right. But and and he's made like brutal calls like this in the past where it's clearly the opposite of what he's done. I'm And and I know that sometimes these umps, they get reprimanded or they get suspended or whatever, like, okay, you can't ump next week or you can't ump in the postseason or whatever it is. Right. But like this guy should be out of Major League Baseball completely. I don't have a list of all the brutal calls that he's made. And I don't know if you Google
2: it, maybe you'll find it. But, um,
1: but this guy's just awful.
2: Wow. Well, actually, I just looked him up. I mean, look... MLB has a long history of the the bad umpires in MLB are the ones that implicate themselves in the game when they shouldn't.
1: Oh yeah, he wants to be the star of the game.
2: Yeah, that's that's the big problem, right? He does 100 so, percent. Yeah. Um, in 2003 and in 2006, Sports Illustrated surveys of active Major League players voted Buckner as the worst umpire in the MLB. He is. Uh, In 2010, ESPN survey of 100 active players, Buckner was again named the worst umpire in MLB. So I don't know why this guy keeps umping, but it's not my decision or yours, right? Anyway, I just had to mention that.
1: I don't like when the ump wants to be the star of the show.
2: Right. No, I hate that. I hate that.
0: Hi there. Skip and Josh will be right back. To get in touch with them, you can send them an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. You can follow them on Twitter at Skip and Josh, and you can visit their website at www.skipandjosh.com. And now, back to the show.
2: I have a few non-sports things to talk about, and I think you do also, so what what do you got?
1: Well, I saw a commercial this week, and I I thought of you right away. What? Well, because I don't know if you're going to—there's a show that's starting soon, and I don't know if you used to watch this show and if you're going to watch it, but uh, apparently Twin Peaks is coming back.
2: Oh, God. Well, let me tell you about my long story. with. Uh, no, I'm not a fan. Like, I'm not a fan of Twin Peaks. Uh, I won't be watching. But the commercial is on, like, every two minutes. It really is. Well, because it happens to be because, like, I watch a lot of TSN. And I guess they're advertising it on Crave TV, which is, like, a Bell Media thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's the commercial for Twin Peaks is on constantly. Um, Twin Peaks was on was really i didn't want i mean i watched it when i was younger i never Um, watched it it i've never seen the show. it freaked the hell out of me it was a crazy show not that it was scary but it was just incredibly creepy with super weird characters and like it's it's kind of like x-files to me
1: i don't know the difference
2: it's not so supernatural it's not like so supernatural it's just that it's one of these shows that like was weird just to be weird you know it was ultra out there it was it was so out there like just just to be different, you know what i mean? So look, i mean i'm sure people are going to watch it because you know, it has a huge following and it, i think people the fans of the show are are really passionate about it, but is it going to suck? Probably. You know, just like all the other reboots did, X-Files is complete garbage. Um like there's there's so many things like they try to Hollywood is lacking ideas, so they they go back to the past to like find stuff, right? Yeah. Although I've heard Prison Break, the reboot, is fairly good. So, You no, know, I haven't
1: seen any of the episodes yet. I'm going to binge watch it once the season's done, which I think is in a few weeks.
2: We should get Mike from Atlanta on. I'm sure he's watching it. He'll give us the review.
1: Oh, for sure. He loves that show.
2: Yeah, yeah. So non, non-sports non stuff. I had a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, I was I was pretty active this week about posting stuff on our website, and I'm going to mm-hmm. try to be from now on also. So, did you see that article that I posted about the female Marlins fan who flashed flashed, um, the Cardinals pitcher from behind the plate? So, if you haven't seen it, go to our website, skipandjosh.com. In the section, links we like, um, you'll see I have uh, an article about it with a couple of pictures. (laughs) um it's pretty pretty funny because there's in the article that i posted there's an interview with her and she's like oh i didn't think it was going to be such a big deal and it was just having fun and whatever you didn't but, think it was going to be such a yeah, big deal no but oh. th- the thing that you don't know is there's a longer article a much much longer one from a different website where they go into greater detail about this little incident so you know those seats where she is there in florida um the it's the seats of the Marlin Man.
1: Yeah, I know. him. I see, you? See him at every yeah. game. Like so, it doesn't I know matter we've, we've talked
2: is. about the Marlin Man many times. He he's always he's at the World Series. He's at the all the playoff games. He's he's at any any like big baseball game. He's there, even if it's like not his stadium. Like obviously, mm-hmm. the Marlins haven't been in the playoffs in years, but he's there and he's usually wearing like bright orange or bright Marlins colors behind the home plate. You always see him. Right. So. She was a. It says she was a guest of the Marlins man. Like sh- that's his seats.
1: <laughs> Except on the replay that you sent me, or that's yeah. on our site. Yeah, it looks like she's there with with two of her friends because yeah, they're yeah. all dressed the same. Yeah, and then there's this other guy who's not wearing orange. He's wearing white. Yeah, and I didn't realize that that was the
2: same guy. Well, I, I don't know that if it's that the same the guy, man. but that's his seats, right? Okay. So I don't know. But I just found it really interesting that the the Marlins man is something is a topic of conversation that comes up. A Little bit too often between the two of us, all the time. <laughs> all the, the time, guy goes to
1: every game, and he sits right behind home plate, so you can't miss him. You can't miss him, you can't miss him. So, and great. he's always wearing the orange. So, what like when it's like a Boston, New York game, yeah, and he's wearing orange, like, why is there a Marlins fan sitting behind home plate? I never understood it, Me and then too. we figured it out.
2: Me, too. So the other thing that I posted this week was more sad news. So as I texted you the other day about uh, what's your favorite Chris Cornell song? Yes. Um, I didn't wait for you to answer, and I just posted some stuff on our website. So like, what do you does, Were you a fan of Love uh, Soundgarden, Audioslave? Uh, I was a
1: fan of I was a fan of um, Pearl Jam. Yeah. And, and Nirvana yeah. um, Audio Slave not so much Soundgarden a little bit I did you know I like the movie singles and the soundtracks got a lot of that kind of music on it yeah so um, so there is a Chris Cornell song on the there is. soundtrack yeah, yeah. Um, called Seasons which yeah I it's like. a
2: fantastic song yeah Yeah.
1: so yeah I mean so I guess that you could say I was a fan have I ever seen him live in concert I have not yeah um, you know obviously it's very sad when someone well, dies at such a young self. age
2: yeah I mean, look, I'm not a huge fan either of them of Soundgarden, but I mean, there's certain songs that I really love. But I mean, it's when when I read up more and more I read about him this week, it was like the influence he had on the whole, you know, grunge, grunge. you yeah. know, was huge, right? Like like i wrote on our website's like when you think of the 90s grunge it's it's like pearl jam nirvana that's that's what you think about mm-hmm. but soundgarden was the first band like they were the front runners but just the others got more popular you know right. and i think their influence and specifically his influence on uh on on that rock era is huge so Right, and and
1: then the um, Temple of the Dog, they only had one album.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which
1: actually, I think, came out in 91, but didn't get popular until a year later. Exactly. Only after Pearl Jam got popular. Yeah,
2: well, because Eddie Vedder sings, right, on that song, Hunger Strike, too. Yeah. So Hunger Strike is a fantastic song. That's, like, my favorite Chris Cornell song. And I put a link to the music video on our website, also in the Links We Like section. And, I mean, whenever I think of Soundgarden for me between me and you i always think of spoon man <laughs> because i love that song yeah because um back in the day when i was more into this type of music that was like a po- song that on the radio i used to love to listen to on uh when we used to you know when i was a little bit more into this type of music like which i think you still are you know like you're a little bit up more on like the new music compared to me but
1: I think that song was popular when we were living together. They
2: were. That's, that's why I always think about it. So you know? probably
1: I was playing it a lot and you just heard it by accident.
2: <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing I posted this week on our website was um, not as important to you, but certainly important to me and in my house, is that this big burger survey came out.
1: Yeah, I saw that story. You sent yeah. it. Yeah, so me
2: apparently... Um, Apparently Five Guys has dethroned In-N-Out as America's top burger. So I don't know if you've ever had In-N-Out. Well, I mean.
1: <laughs> I had In-N-Out once.
2: <laughs> we tried to have it in Las Vegas.
1: Right. But we we ended up having it. not Maybe not that night. But didn't we have an, uh, end up having it the next day?
2: Yeah, we did. I think. Yeah, we did. So, I mean, yeah. In-N-Out's great. And, I, and the last time I was in California, I made a point of going there. Like I went out of my way to go there. And I do love In-N-Out. I like how the burger is very compact and everything. But um, I've got an appreciation for Five Guys. So I, it's been so long since I've had an In-N-Out that I'd have to go and retry it to really make up my mind. So in the article that I post on our website, what's interesting is there's a million articles about like how Five Guys dethroned In-N-Out. And they're all basically the same article. They're taking a press release and making an article about it, talking about the survey and how... Uh, The reason is that that Five Guys has grown as a chain and they've reached out like all over the country. Whereas In-N-Out is still mostly a West Coast thing. So like unless you're out on the West, you don't have a chance to try it. Mm -hmm. But then there's an article that I linked to from a magazine or a website called LA Eater. And they're bitter about it. They're like so mad. They're like apparently some idiots think that Five Guys is better than In-N-Out. And then they go on to post pictures of the burgers of comparison to show you. So they show you these beautiful, beautiful In-N-Out burger pictures mm-hmm. right next to Five Guys burgers that look terrible.
1: They just made them look bad.
2: Well, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you could find bad pictures of In-N-Out burgers too, right? I mean, right. Like... You could
1: probably find a bad picture of me on the internet. Sometimes. Yeah.
2: Well, that might be hard to do. <laughs> but so I just found it's funny because they're they're kind of bitter about it, the people in California, it seems. So
1: It doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise me. It's funny. Me. It's just funny. It's good. Yeah, it's good. All right. That's all I got. I wanted to tell you one other thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally used the Harry's razor that you got me months ago.
2: Oh, <laughs> Harry's razor. Yeah. How do you like it?
1: Well, I mean, I told you I don't shave that often. So, you know, I wanted to wait till my existing blade was too dull. And so so I used the Harry's razor. And um, I, I've only used it twice. So I don't have a full assessment yet. I can tell you that it's, it's different from my regular razor. And I don't know if it's different good or different bad. But... Yeah. It seems like um, the when the shaving cream accumulates on the Harry's razor, yeah. quicker, oh, and possible. so you have to rinse it
2: more often. But I find that the um, the back of the blade is very easy to rinse it. Like, that's that's true. It it's is easy. Like it's uh, it's like make, they make it easy to like to clean it in a way. But you know the thing with the Harry's Razor is there's a lot of hype, right? Especially for me and you because we listen to the Tony Kornizer show and they right. talk about it. And I mean, most a lot of podcasts now um, advertise Harry's Razor and you see it in different stores. It's, it has like a following. But I mean, it's not like a revolutionary product. It's not like you're getting. Uh, it's 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 not going to change your life. You know, it's a good no. razor. It's a good razor. But, but is it
1: is it actually less expensive than a regular razor? I don't even know what razors cost because I haven't I bought one in so long. I think the blades
2: are less. It's not the razor itself; it's the blades that are less. Because and the, can you can yeah. you get the blades in Canada? Um, no, online. Only online. I haven't seen them in a store here yet. Okay. But I mean, you can get them in the United States. You can get them at different like actual stores. You know, right? Like, you can go in and buy them. Like the one, like I got it at, at any Target. They have it. But I mean, we don't have Target in Canada anymore. So right.
1: And was it you that told me that there's like a special, not really a crevice tool, because that's for a vacuum cleaner, but like a special little
2: part of the razor that gets to like hard to get spots? Well, it has the back of the blade is like the little trimmer thing, like a lot of razors have, but that's it. See, I didn't, I don't, maybe that's not on mine,
1: because I didn't notice anything. No, it's very, I have to go look at it.
2: You go look at it. It's there. It's just that I found it hard to use the trimmer, because when you're used to using the trimmer blade like the back of the blade on other razors it's a little bit more obvious and this one you have to do it like at a little bit of a different angle so once you once you get used to it i found it's really good but at the beginning i didn't know how to use it
1: so i anyway i have to go look at it because i didn't know that there was anything on the back of the blade
2: oh i'm sure it's there okay yep all right so next week we're going to hear about your shaving again yes so everyone thinks now that you shave like once every three months or something
1: i once a week but i mean it's you know i don't it's just my neck it's not even my face
2: right sure 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 you're so. just, you're trying to keep that stubble going right
1: yeah which i do i mean and especially on weekends i don't shave at all so it's just sunday nights really
2: beautiful beautiful all right so we're gonna watch some uh go watch the rest of the canada russia game oh and... yeah i'll
1: give the uh i'll give an update on the score while we're still on the air mm-hmm.
2: it's it's zero zero um in this in the middle of the second period all right so i'm gonna probably go watch the rest Okay. And we won't watch any NBA playoffs this week. We'll try to skip right to the finals. <laughs> and NHL, I'm going to keep watching. them. I have to admit, I've watched more NHL playoffs this year, like after the Habs. When the Habs are not in, I don't always watch. But I find the, the both series really good, especially in Asheville-Anaheim. So it's, you know, the it's good hockey i mean it's it's not good hockey you heard me say it's bad hockey you know but it's it's drama it's there's a story it's exciting
1: you know yeah because both series are tied yeah and so they're gonna each go at least six games and likely seven yeah no i'm sure as as opposed to the nba which both of these series are gonna go four
2: yeah they should go two they should just cancel them yeah (laughs) celtics should actually just like wave the white flag and say okay is we're
1: there not... a mercy rule in basketball?
2: <laughs> if, if, if there was not one, it would have been last game. But they they should like basically the Danny Ainge should come out and say, "Look, we're not going to go to Cleveland for game three and four, and uh, that's it. The series is over."
1: Because it's too expensive for us to fly and get no. a hotel.
2: It's like too the 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 mental trauma on his players is going to be too much, right? It's, he's putting them to too much by getting. They're gonna if they lost by forty in Boston, they're gonna lose by sixty in Cleveland.
1: You know, we didn't talk about the uh, NBA draft lottery happened this
2: week. So, um, so yeah, I actually watched the uh, the draft lottery show. Um, it's it's well done because once it starts going, it goes quick, right?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't get to see it. They I, just again, reveal I was, the picks. So I was at hockey, but some people say that the lottery is better than the draft itself. Well, it's just because it's quick, and
2: it, the whole thing's done in ten minutes, and you know exactly what happens.
1: But what I didn't realize, because I don't follow the NBA as much as you, there's yeah. a couple of things I didn't realize. If the Lakers didn't get one of the top three picks, then they wouldn't have any pick at all this year or next year.
2: Right. If the Lakers' pick was out of the top three, they had to give their pick to the Sixers. So the Sixers almost could have had two picks in the top five. Like, let's say, let's say this. Let's say the Lakers got the number four pick. Well, then the Sixers were going to pick three and four which would have been unbelievable. Right. And uh, there's all kinds of weird convoluted rules in the NBA draft because there's weird trades that go on and I mean the Celtics seem to have the net New Jersey Nets picks for, for lifetime.
1: See, I didn't know about this till this week when I heard that they got three first round picks from the from Brooklyn for for was it Pierce Garnett and I don't even know yeah, who the other Pearson guy was. Pierce Garnett, it's
2: like the worst trade in history. The why thing would is, why would Brooklyn make that trade? They were so stupid. It, well, I mean, at the time they were like, oh, we're gonna get Pierce Garnett. So then then the Celtics yeah, were like, okay, okay Garnett, well, and they were forty years old. Yeah, but the thing is, you're not allowed to give up first round picks in back to back years. So it, so I don't know I I don't want to like I don't know, remember the exact exact trade. So but they're not allowed to give up their first round pick this year and next year. So the Celtics are like, "Okay, so you'll give it to us this year and then in 2 years from now and then in 2 years from now." Yeah. <laughs> so so all all odd picks like years. crazy. Yeah.
1: So the Celtics who are a good team, although you wouldn't know it when they're playing the,
2: the Cavaliers, yeah, gonna get but the
1: Celtics better. are actually a decent team. They're going to get a great player this year.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean the consensus number one seems to be this guy Fultz from Washington. Yeah. Which is weird because like he his team wasn't in the NCAA tournament, so he had much less visibility of compared to other players, right? Right, yes. And I mean most a lot of fans think the whole thing was fixed because the Lakers are gonna get Lonzo Ball now. Right. right. The number two pick um and then three they're not sure right Malik Monk Darren Fox uh there there's a few few picks Jason Tatum is like five or six you know like they don't know where he's gonna go so yeah
1: there's a bunch of decent players I mean the top whatever seven guys are all yeah. roughly
2: the same yeah they're good.
1: You've got They're two good. guys from Duke, you got two guys from Kentucky, you got a yeah. guy from Kansas.
2: Yeah. And then the guy who wasn't in the tournament's going to go number 1. But yeah. but everything I've heard and read this week is that he's the consensus number 1. Like they in terms of his skill, his body size and but that doesn't mean anything, you know? Like you have to produce, right? So
0: but like but, certainly
2: coming into Boston is a good situation, right? Because he might not have to start right away. He going to come he can come off the bench. Right. Like not all the pressure is going to be on him like Lonzo Ball is going to go to L.A. They're going to put him throw him right in and say, "Okay, bring us back to glory. Meanwhile, their team's garbage. Right. And if and if the Celtics get Gordon Hayward from the Jazz. Well, I mean, I mean, it seems like, look, I was telling my son last year that they were going to get Gordon Hayward. And now everybody's talking about it because it seems imminent. Um, He wants to
1: be reunited with his old college coach, his
2: old coach. He's a free agent. It's his old coach. I mean, the Jazz want to keep him. They had this whole campaign, hashtag stayward. So oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, like, the Jazz fans are trying to, like, keep, rally to tr- make him want to stay. And the Jazz are a good team. You know, like, they're a good team. They're up and coming. But I don't know. We'll see. Like, the Celtics are they're definitely going to go for him. They're definitely going to try to get him, right? Well, they need to do something. Although, Look, I really- if they could add Gordon Hayward. To their team right now. I still don't think they'd beat the Cavaliers. No, but they're certainly going to become a much better team, right? You take away, I mean, look, I don't know how much you follow it, but you just take off, take out Jay Crowder and put him on the bench and put in Gordon Hayward. All of a sudden, wow, your team's way better. And, And they're going to get the number one pick. So I think Danny Ainge is going to try to extort the Lakers into swapping picks. You know, yeah, I he's, know. He's gonna tell he's gonna, them. He's gonna, he's gonna, gonna, he's gonna, gonna tell he them like, yeah, yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, magic. We're we're taking Alonzo Ball for so, sure. I would so do that better, too. So you better you better swap picks with us and give us someone, right? But 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 I I heard there's no one on the Lakers that the Celtics could even use. Yeah, maybe they'll give him a second round pick, or maybe they'll give him something. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I'm sure there's someone they could use. But.
1: We maybe we maybe need to have two special episodes: our, our our NBA draft preview and our NHL draft preview. Yeah,
2: well, I think we'll get uh, my son Matthew to come on to for the NBA draft. I think he'll have a lot to say about it. We'll try to get him on to do a preview. He's okay. he's a huge Sixers fan. He's become like all about all the Philly teams.
1: There were rumors all over the internet that your son was going to come on and do an NFL draft. preview yeah. and
2: and it never materialized. No, he went to place PlayStation instead. By
1: the way, Russia just scored. It's 1 0 Russia over Canada.
2: Oh, boy. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go watch that game, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Okay. Have a good week. All right. Bye.
0: The Skip and Josh Sports Show is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon.